Hi, I'm Petra Kisch-Herzeg, and this is SEO in 2024. Petra, what's your number one SEO tip for 2024? My number one SEO tip is that your emotional intelligence should become your biggest superpower in SEO. Okay, so you're talking about the emotional intelligence of SEOs themselves as opposed to customers. Exactly, yes. So your own emotional intelligence. And I'm fully aware that trying to sell emotional intelligence to SEOs is pretty much like trying to sell SEO to your exact board. And it sort of receives the same response that we kind of, you know, put it on our low priority list and then decide to ignore it until there is a problem. So we're very familiar with this cycle usually within our SEO strategies and tickets and things like that. But unfortunately, if we decide to ignore it, there will be a problem. So I think the superpower is really to tune into those emotions and understand that everything that you do, hence to the fact that you're working with people, it's driven by how those people feel about what you're doing. So there is kind of a two-side element to this because obviously when you're sort of creating your own SEO strategies and what you should prioritize, you should be aware of how you're feeling about those things as well, what's driving that. But when you're sort of managing those relationships with clients, stakeholders, board members, the way how they feel will be key to their decisions. And, you know, you can be, the best SEO in terms of like, well, we don't do best, but you know, you, you, can, you can be incredibly knowledgeable, technical SEO, have all the data, have everything that proves that, you know, this solution, this strategy should go forward. If you're unable to communicate that in a way that makes the other person feel comfortable or feel confident with your suggestion, there is a likelihood that they will decide not to prioritize it or not to go ahead with it, which essentially, you know, no matter how, how good you are, how confident you are, it will have an impact on what you can actually achieve. So the key win here is essentially getting more stakeholder, internal stakeholder buy-in about your SEO projects that you actually want to do in the future. I would say that is a very tangible element of success that you will achieve if you decide to prioritize that emotional intelligence. The other thing with emotional intelligence, I still use the word prioritize because I know that, you know, we struggle with time and we need to prioritize these things. But the other thing we need to understand is that is emotional intelligence is not a trade-off. It's not like whether I focus on soft skills, empathy, you know, improving my communications and listening skills, or I'm going to play around with SGE or I'm gonna you know learn more technical skills like of course when we just look at it simply like how do I divide my time it can feel like a trade-off but it's not because emotional intelligence really underlines all our cognitive abilities how we can focus how we can learn how we can adapt to changes so essentially it's more like an underlying foundation and if we do decide to prioritize that within our time then everything else will become easier. It will be easier, you know, like there is a lot of change that happened in the last year or so with ChatGPT and, and obviously just generative AI and, and how Google is experimenting with things. So to cope with that change, to decide what's important, what's not, all of these have the foundation of our own emotional intelligence and understand those feelings, the input that goes into that and how are we, got, how are we actually deciding to what sort of things fo to focus on. 
So do you think being more emotionally intelligent can actually make us better SEOs in a tangible way? Yes, 100%. I mean, in general, I think sort of focusing on our emotional intelligence just makes us better human beings and therefore better SEOs. But there are tangible elements to how you will see sort of that being a better SEO manifest. And that's, you know, those improved relationships with your stakeholders, getting things signed off, just in, in terms of like having less headaches because, you know, you're, you're putting so much work and effort into something that then you're going to present and then it's not going to get prioritized or not going to be decide like the, the company's not going to decide to actually implement something. That causes a lot of frustration, a lot of stress, a lot of headache for you to try to figure out, you know, why when, when there, there is sort of clear evidence to you, according to your own logic, that something should be done. But if you're not focusing on that emotional element of it, then you might be missing the point. You might be missing all of those other elements from, you know, from other human beings, from other people in your team, from, from decision makers in terms of why their logic suggests that you know, they, they didn't feel comfortable. They didn't buy into your ideas. Now, there are also four elements that you highlight that people should look to improve. Self-awareness, introception, empathy, and compassion. I actually had to look up the meaning of introception online, uh, which is a, a awareness of um, everything going on inside you, inside your own body, or the different... Um, parts that you have and uh, how they're working, how they're not working and how that's impacting your overall health. Does that really have a measurable impact on SEO? It, it will, yeah. I mean, again, I compared emotional intelligence to SEO before in, in my analogy, and I would say it's the same in terms of tangible results. Like if, you know, rankings go up, can you prove that it's, you know, the you changing meta titles or whatever that really achieve that change or that you uh, sort it out fast in navigation or pagination. Like sometimes it can be really, really difficult to directly attribute certain results to just one specific change that you've implemented. And it is the same with emotional intelligence. Of course, you know, if you start to follow, so in interoception is really like this, this sixth sense of, of, as you said, tuning into your bodily sensations and, 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 you know, there is, there is so much going on just in terms of like us feeling tired, cold, stressed, all of these things and understanding that really helps. How is this helping SEO? Well, a really sort of simple example we know, and this has been out there, you know, for, for a very long time in many, many studies that when people are tired or hungry, they might make poorer decisions, right? Like, have you ever got into a fight with someone just because you were tired or stressed and the next day you were like, oh, like, you know, yeah, I, I was very tired. I should have had the conversation when I'm sort of feeling a bit more balanced, right? And that's the same thing. And it's not to say that, you know, we can't be balanced all the time. We can't be not tired, not stressed. That's, that's impossible to achieve, to not have those sensations. But if we are aware of it, that really helps and sort of to develop a practice where you're more in tune with these. And, and I, I wouldn't call these emotions. These are just sort of affects or like basic feelings. Then you can really dissect, you can dissect these and you can pause and that will really help to understand, you know, what sort of decision to make or what should I be focusing on? Uh, this, this sort of taking a step back. And it's also something very sort of simple that doesn't require a lot of investment to start 
to start improving this awareness the way how I've come across with it. I mean, I'm, I'm a certified yoga teacher and it's something that, you know, with yoga and, and with a lot of mindfulness practices, it's been around for, I mean, yoga has been around for 5,000 years, but I'm an SEO, so I love the data. I love facts. I love scientific evidence. So I had to look into this, which is how I found interoception, which has only been around since the 20th century, but it's a sort of a term, but it's essentially the same thing. This understanding these different elements of that, that goes into your decision making in the end. I remember about 20 years ago, studying some basic psychology and reading the book called Personality Plus. And they were sharing that there were four main personality types, sanguine, choleric, melancholy, and phlegmatic. And that really helped me to actually understand that people naturally have different perspectives and different ways of doing things than I do. So just because someone did something differently, then I shouldn't get upset about it because they don't think about things in the same way as I do. And I know you're not talking about psychology, but to a certain degree, it reminds me of that because you're ensuring that you don't judge people according to your own circumstances. Uh, People could be having a bad day. Uh, They perhaps are approaching a a situation with a completely different set of viewpoints and perspectives and reasons for making a decision. So it's really important, obviously, not to get upset based upon your own experiences and judging someone else on your experiences and trying to understand what they've gone through. So based upon what you've been saying, um, talking about things like awareness, interception, empathy, compassion, how, how can an SEO actually make tangible improvements to something like trying to get an SEO project on track and making internal stakeholders aware of what they want to do and why they want to do? How can they do that more effectively by greater emotional intelligence? Yeah, I, I love your story. And I think it really highlights a very important point, which is diversity is beautiful and diversity is very important. And to understand that is, it's first of all core. Not everyone is like me. And, you know, I'm, I'm unique in the way how I'm thinking, the way how I feel. There are patterns, there are similarities, but still I'm unique. So to back to your questions, how that can actually help. Well, first of all, if I know myself, if I know why this project is important to me, I, I will be more aware of my own bias, for example. So that's already helpful, especially if, you know, the first response I will get from the board is a no. Then I can, instead of, you know, getting upset or, or feeling like, you know, the board is not reasonable or they just don't see my logic, the first thing I can do if I'm self-aware is see like, okay, is, you know, where are they coming from? Is there something I need to reflect on in terms of my own bias? Did I take something too far? Do I need to, you know, look at the other side of the evidence, which, you know, we should, we should be doing anyway with SEO, right? Like we, we always try to, to look at all sides of things, but it's natural. We all have bias and we will be pushing these things, but let's say they, they're going to decide, no, we're going to, we are going to focus a lot more on social or we're going to put a lot more money into paid advertisement and we're going to, you know, not focus as much on improving the site, let's say. And, and, and you can look into like, okay, where, where does the company stand in terms of maturity? Are they right to say that actually we need to get in front of a wider audience first because these issues can be fixed after? Like, do I need to actually reflect on that? So I think just sort of checking in with our bias is definitely one thing. 
The other thing is understanding the other person on the other side of things. So let's say, you know, we checked on bias and we still think, no, we, we should still go ahead with it. And they are just still not buying in. Like, we need to make sure that this project is on the go. And then we can start to look into like, why are, why are they saying no? Do they feel uncomfortable with it? Is it that they don't understand it? And of course, if we don't understand something that can be uncomfortable, is this like, what kind of personality am I talking to? And it's, it's not to say we need to categorize them, but you know, like we're, let's say we're talking to board members, like, is this CMO someone, um, who is incredibly passionate about the brand, who's been with the company for 10 plus years, you know? They live and breathe the brand. They focus on how the customers feel about the brand. That connection is super important to them. Therefore, when we present technical SEO, they just don't get it. We have to explain to them SEO in a way that, you know, Google is also a customer. It focuses on trust, authority, expertise. If they don't see it that way, they won't show it that way to our audience. Do we have to change our story to reflect on what's important to them or are we speaking to a different type of personality? You know, they could still be a CMO or CTO or whoever, but are they the type of person who are, you know, super knowledgeable, but at the end of the day, this is a job. They want to get home to their family or their loved ones or whoever, and they want to do their, you know, they want to use their free time. They want to go with the decisions that are safe, that won't cause them any additional questions from investors, it won't cause them to take away from their weekends. Like, what are their motives? And of course, these can be very difficult to discover because we don't often have the time to sit down one-on-one with all our C-level and really investigate their personality types. But the more in tune we are with our own emotions, with our own patterns, the more we can recognize others and, and the more sort of conversations we have or the more we ask around from other teams in terms of, you know, how they, this, how they see level like react to your idea, like what did they say? The better we will be in terms of recognizing those patterns, because if someone is just, you know, doesn't want to play it safe, then, then that's what we need to focus on. How do we, how do we explain this and make it sound comfortable? And well, I'm not suggesting, you know, manipulating it, but if we are super confident, then we are probably super confident that, you know, this is the right decision. We have to go with this. Or how do we present the risks in a way that, you know, that person will still feel safe about it because they will feel like we understand the risks and we will be able to manage it. Therefore, it's not going to be their problem when something happens. So that's kind of what I'm suggesting with like making them feel safe and comfortable about the idea that they have the trust in you, right? You build that relationship. So how do we analyze how we're currently doing? How, how do we benchmark how we're currently doing with our emotional intelligence? And also, are there any educational resources that you can recommend for people to improve things? Sure. So again, to, to sort of stick to my SEO analogy, as no websites are the same, no people are the same. We're all, we all have our unique wiring, so different things will work for different people. But in general, like a couple of practical things I think we can all start with is for example, personality tests. You've mentioned that, you know, you, you have experience with that. And, and there are so many out there in terms of, you know, like a lot of companies do this for their employees. And, and what I need, like, I think what I would suggest about personality tests in general is, is not actually which one you're going to do. It's not like you could even do a, a quiz online about which Star Wars character you are or something like, I don't care. Just do something that will give you sort of a, a description of your personality and what you match. 
And then the important part of it is that you read it and you analyze how you feel about that. How you feel about something so, like, like this quiz or obviously the, the, the better quizzes you do or the, in terms of like the, the higher quality quizzes you do, the more insights you get and, and the more scientific it gets. So you could do like a Myers-Briggs, a, a DISC, a there are 16 personalities, I think, which is an online one and it's free and it's really easy to use. You could ask your, you know, your family, your closest friends, you could do like these like 360 reviews where you ask a bunch of colleagues, ask a bunch of different people to give you feedback about specific things. And again, the important part is how you're going to feel about it. And then why are you feeling about it the way how you're feeling? So are you rejecting th certain things? Is it like, oh, I, I really don't think I'm like that, but why, you know, like if, if this personality trait would be my friend, would I be as judgmental of it? Or is it just that because someone said it about me that I feel like, no, that that's not me. Like, what is it? And, and that sort of process, that sort of thinking will already give you some insight in terms of what things do I like? How do I feel about certain things? What are my patterns? And, and, and another, I would say, core keyword here is patterns. Like, what sort of behavioral patterns do I follow? What do I default to when I'm stressed? What kind of behaviors I, uh, I produce? So personality test is one. Interoception, which we've mentioned before. So again, just tuning in with your bodily sensations, like, am I tired? Am I stressed? Have I drank enough water today? You know, am I, do I need to unclench my jaw because I'm so focused and I'm just like in this tense situation? Like questions like that can be really helpful and one thing that when you look up interoception or if you listen to podcasts about it that they suggest is that you do this exercise where you try to feel your heartbeat. And that's something, you know, like you can ask questions like, how quickly can I do that? Like, obviously, is it fast or is it slower? And there is a core here with repetition and consistency. So let's say for the next three weeks, you're going to wake up every morning and you're going to feel your heartbeat. You're going to notice some changes, right? Like, Let's say you have a day where you present to sea level, like how does that day, how does that morning compare to a weekend or a day where you're going to meet friends and family? Like you can already start to see some patterns from just small things like this, which I think is really powerful. So I, I would say these are like a couple of practical things that you can do. But as I said, everyone will, everyone will find that different things work for them. So you kind of have to experiment in order to find your thing and, and also to remember that everyone needs a different level of investment. Like you might be someone who grew up in an incredibly healthy environment where, you know, it was supported to be in tune with these emotions. Like you might already be really self-aware naturally. And there are, there are people who have grown up in, in different environments or you've worked in a, in a work culture that was potentially very toxic. Like those can have an impact, right? So different people, different investments is, the, is the, probably the last thing I would say about this one. <laughs> if an SEO is struggling for time, what should they stop doing right now so they can spend more time understanding emotional intelligence in 2024? I would just say, and this is probably going to be the hardest thing to do, is to take a break. And, and I know that's like, someone is like, oh, no, I can't do that. But taking a break will, will literally help reflect on things like like just like do nothing for a day like just pick a day and do nothing and see how your brain reacts and and that might be really really powerful in terms of um, understanding those patterns actually I'm gonna say two things 
So this is, this is one thing. If you can do that, it's incredible. I would really recommend doing that. And that sort of comes from this idea of like, when your brain is actually bored, it, it, it starts to, we know that sort of creativity, like a lot of thoughts start to come to the surface that otherwise just didn't really have the space. So you essentially give your brain space to think. The other thing, which is more a practical advice, um, and that comes from a neuroscientist, is you could try breathing exercises. And there is one very specific one. It's a very, very quick one called the physiological sigh. And that is a breathing exercise with two inhales and then like straight after each other. So you take as, as much oxygen as you can and then a very slow exhale. And that kind of resets the breath like proven to help with distress so that's again if if this is all the time you have then potentially do that because it will help to bring down those sort of stress levels and just give you a bit more headspace that way hopefully Petra Kiesch-Hertzek is an SEO strategy consultant at Chameleon Journal and you can find her over at chameleonjournal.com Petra thanks so much for being part of SEO in 2024 Thank you so much for having me. I've been your host, David Bain. Get your copy of SEO in 2024, the book, over at seoin2024.com. <laughs>